If people say your dreams are crazy, if they laugh at what you think you can do, good. Stay that way. Because what non-believers fail to understand is that calling a dream crazy is not an insult. It's a compliment. Don't try to be the fastest runner in your school or the fastest in the world. Be the fastest ever. Don't picture yourself wearing OBJ's jersey. Picture OBJ wearing yours. Don't settle for homecoming queen or linebacker. Do both. Lose 120 pounds and become an Ironman after beating a brain tumor. Don't believe you have to be like anybody to be somebody. If you're born a refugee, don't let it stop you from playing soccer for the national team at age 16. Don't become the best basketball player on the planet. Be bigger than basketball. Believe in something, even if it means sacrificing everything. When they talk about the greatest team in the history of the sport, make sure it's your team. If you have only one hand, don't just watch football. Play it at the highest level. And if you're a girl from Compton, don't just become a tennis player. Become the greatest athlete ever. Yeah, that's more like it. So don't ask if your dreams are crazy. Ask if they're crazy enough. It's only crazy until you do it. Just do it. If you didn't know who that was, that's Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> if you're not sure of who that guy is, he was a quarterback on the 49ers team. He's currently unemployed by any football team. But he did get signed by Nike. It was a huge controversy. If you don't know who he is, once Nike signed him last year, he tweeted, and people lost their minds. This is the guy who started a controversy about kneeling uh, during the national anthem at NFL games because he was protesting racial injustice around the country. So people had different feelings about that. Man, are you allowed to do that during a football game? Is that right? Is that okay? But other people would say, man, but like this is so important. We need to bring light to this issue. And so he, was, he became a controversial figure. The day he tweeted it, people were putting online that they were like burning their Nikes. <laughs> Stocks dropped by like 3.2% for Nike, but online sales jumped by like 25%. People were like so excited about it. So, and part of his branding, he's part of the Just Do It campaign, and that's been our series, Just Do It. We talked about in week one how like, you know, physical training is good, but we learned in God's word that spiritual training is even better because there's benefits in this life and the life to come. And last week we talked about integrity, kind of being a person of your word. There's something attractive about a person when they say they're going to do something and then they come through with it. And God's word says that we need to have integrity in our walk with God. And so kind of continuing with this Just Do It series, this is kind of Nike's new branding with it. It's only crazy till you do it. Just do it. Believe in something, even if it costs you everything and that's really cool. I mean, that sounds like really cool advice. And those are some inspiring stories we saw in the video. I hope that inspired you. That was really cool. And it sounds, sounds good, right? Like believe in something, even if it costs you everything. That's what Colin Kaepernick would say. Like, man, I don't even have a job in the NFL anymore because I'm, I'm standing up for something. And 
You know, Pastor Tim, he told me he thinks it's just because he's a bad quarterback. That's why he doesn't have a job in the NFL. But it depends on who you ask. But he's talking about this idea of pursuit, like pursuing something, believe in something, pursue, go after something, set a goal and reach it, even if it costs you something, even if it means sacrificing everything. You know, what you pursue defines you. Whatever you pursue will define you. I mean, think about it. What was Monday? You guys had off from school. What was Monday? Right, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, right. Why? Because Martin Luther King Jr., he pursued civil rights, right? He was pursuing equal rights for blacks in America, and now we celebrate what he's done. He's defined by his pursuits. Same thing, if you kind of think about it, even like with America, right? The original 13 colonies, you learned about them in school. I don't know if you can name them all or not. The original 13, they, yeah, they're all on the screen there. But the original 13 colonies, they were pursuing independence from the British crown. And so there's a whole war, and you learn about it in school. But what was that? Everything's Virginia. Oh, it used to be Virginia. So, but America, we, we, we pursued independence. And so now America is kind of defined by freedom. That's like what people know America for. It's like, man, freedom. You can say what you want and do what you want. It's America. And even somebody brought him up last week. My guy. Logan Paul. (laughs) Think about this. He pursued fame and popularity at the cost of integrity. And now he's defined by a decision he made over a year ago. Everybody knows him. He's more infamous than he really is famous because he pursued that. So the thing is, what we see is what you pursue defines you. And the the truth is, is that you can pursue the wrong things. He says, believe in something even if it costs you everything. Yeah, but the thing is, if you pursue the wrong thing, you could be going the wrong direction. For me, I know this is true. I actually wanted to share this story last week. There's this kid in my grade. His name is Alex, and he was a real jerk. I don't know how he is today, but back then he was a jerk. He was the kind of kid who just got, like, joy out of, like, making fun of other people and hitting people, even if no, none of his friends were there. If none of his friends were there, he just had fun doing that. So one day, I wanted revenge on this guy. I'm like, he's a jerk. Like, he deserves something, right? So we're going to lunch, and actually, I see him like, with a bunch of his friends, and he drops like 12 bucks from his locker, and he doesn't notice it. I'm like five feet away from him. So me and my friend are like, dude, come on, like whatever. So we go over, and we just like snatch the money, and we walk away, and I'm like, yeah, that's right. And I was like, because I was pursuing revenge. I was like, this guy's a jerk. He's been mean to me. He's been mean to my friends. He's mean to everyone in the school. He deserves to get some money stolen from him. He deserves to miss out on that. And, and you know what? I'm not even going to tell him. I hope he just realizes it, right? But... I go to the lunch table, and my friend, who's not even a Christian, my friend is telling me, Matt, you can't do that. And I'm like, dude, come on. You know he's a jerk. Like, whatever. I'm not going to return the money. Like, he doesn't deserve it. And actually, he sits, he sat, like, behind me, too, which is kind of funny. I'm like, dude, I'm not giving it back to him. He's like, you have to give it back. That's wrong what you've done. And again, my friend's not even Christian, but he, he knew that what you pursue defines you. He's like, Matt, you want to be defined by this? You want to be defined by revenge? You want to be known as somebody who takes money from someone else? Somebody gets you mad, and so you're going to take revenge like this? So believe in something, even if it costs you everything. I think there's an element of truth, but in some ways, that can be foolish. If you pick the wrong thing, what you pursue defines you. We can pursue the wrong thing. And so what do we do? How do we know what the right thing is that we should be pursuing? How do we know what the right thing is that we should be going after? And so I want to talk about a story today. I want to focus on it tonight. There's this woman, and she had lost almost everything. This woman, she had some kind of disease, some kind of internal sickness. People don't really know exactly what it was. There's kind of some guesses as to what it was. But she was sick 
for 12 years. She had a disease for 12 years. And this woman, she believed in something. But what we'll see in the story, she believed in something, but she changed her belief. It went from something into someone. I want to talk about it. And so it's in Mark chapter 5. We'll unpack it. See, see, you tell me what you think. So Mark chapter 5, if you have a Bible, you can take it out. If not, it'll be on the screen. Give me one sec. Here's what it says. Mark chapter 5, verse 25 is when, when we're starting. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. I want to stop right there. A woman in the crowd. Maybe this is already you. Maybe you already identify with her. You're just somebody in the crowd. You're nobody special. Just kind of hang in the back. Nobody really knows like kind of what's going on in your life or what's going on in your heart. Maybe you even like it that way. You're like, I don't really want anyone to know. I'd rather just be in the crowd. I'm just a guy in the crowd. I'm just a girl in the crowd. She was just a woman in the crowd who had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. So she's had this disease, and it's gotten worse. I mean, you got to think medical practice back then. It probably wasn't, well, definitely wasn't as good as it is today. And so, man, she's spending money. She's trying to get a cure, and she's only getting worse. Like, it's got to be crude and however it works. And maybe you're here today. Maybe you've been dealing with something for a long time. Maybe it feels like it's been years. Maybe you've actually been dealing with something for 12 years. Some of you guys here, that's like your whole life. You've actually been dealing with something. Maybe it's a, maybe like her, it is a physical ailment or a disease or a disability. Or maybe you're dealing with the fallout of a friendship or relationship or some troubles at home with your parents. Maybe it's something, it's not like physical, it's not tangible, but it's internal. Maybe it's like anxiety or depression or thoughts like the stress and, you, and you're not sure what to do with it. Maybe you've been dealing something just like this woman. So it says in, uh, in verse 27, she had heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. It says that she heard about Jesus. Maybe you're here today, if you're here for the first time or you're kind of new to youth group, whatever, like, you're like, man, yeah, I've heard about Jesus, right? Like, uh, Jesus loves you or something. Or like, oh, yeah, like, I'm supposed to believe in Jesus, right? Or like, maybe your parents believe in Jesus, and you're like, I don't know what that means, but I was just like, check that box, Christian, like, on the questions, like, I'm a Christian, Jesus, that's all I know. And she was like that, too. I, she heard about Jesus, but she believed in Jesus. She pursued him. It says that she pushed through the crowd to get to him. She pursued Jesus. She went through whatever obstacles it was to get to him. So the bleeding stopped. And this is what I'm talking about. Colin Kaepernick says, man, just believe in something, even if it costs you everything. Like, yeah, but remember, we could pursue the wrong thing. This woman, she pursued someone who actually could heal her. She already pursued doctors. She did what the world had told her to do, and there was no cure. She only got worse. So now she pursued Jesus, the one who actually had the power to heal her. But here's what I think is interesting. The story's not over. In verse 30, it says this, Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. 
Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Now, it's interesting to me that she gets healed, but Jesus doesn't want to leave it there. Jesus is like, wait, hold on. Who was that? Who, who just touched me? Who came to me for healing power? He wants to know who she is. He's not just interested in kind of like doing his thing. Sometimes we think about God and we think like, right, God just wants me to like, you know, behave and like listen to my parents and like, you know, not do drugs or something. And like, I guess that's all God cares about, right? I just got to follow all the rules. But Jesus isn't interested in you just following a bunch of rules. He wants to know you. And he wants you to know him. Just like this woman, she came to him for healing. She believed, man, this is the person who can heal me. Then he wants to know, well, who are you? I want to know who you are, and I want you to know who I am. Jesus wants to have a relationship with you. Jesus doesn't always have the power, uh, doesn't only have the power to heal you, but he desires to pursue you. And Jesus said, it's her faith that made her well. Like we said, it's not just believe in something. Uh, believe in something. Even if it costs you everything, man, if you give something, if you sacrifice something for something you care about, well then, you know, hey, good job. Like you did something. Like, no, she had faith in Jesus. Maybe you hear somebody like, yeah, I've got faith. Or like, yeah, you know, it's good. Like people should have faith. Like it's important. It'll help you, right? Like sure, it's kind of ambiguous. But this woman, she believed in Jesus and Je it was her faith in Jesus that healed her. Not just anybody, not just anything, but him. And that's the difference between pursuing something that maybe is wrong or pursuing something that's not good and pursuing the right thing, pursuing someone, pursuing Jesus. And you know what? I, I think that it's interesting. This woman, she kind of has one up on us in some ways. I mean, this woman, she knew that she was sick, right? In order to pursue something, you have to know where you are, right? In order to set a goal, if it, you, you've got to look at where you are in order to know where you have to go. And I think for many of us, that's the problem right there. Like, we kind of think, like, uh, I think I'm good. Like, I know about God and stuff, but, like, I don't know if I'm really, like, sick or anything. Like, I think I'm fine. I don't know. Like, and, and that's why it kind of kind of feels like God's just all about the rules. But Jesus says, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners. This woman knew her need for Jesus. You know, sometimes it takes a physical sickness for us to realize our spiritual sickness. Sometimes it takes an external situation for us to realize what our internal situation is. And maybe that's you here today. I want to introduce you into somebody, kind of with this whole Nike, just do it thing. I found this really cool story of this guy, and uh, I want you to pay attention to the screen. Today is April 30th, 2016. I am a little over 700 pounds. I know I need to make a change because if I don't, my weight, it's going to kill me. I have a long and harsh road in front of me. I will look back at these videos on my 25th birthday, a year from now, to see how far I have come. Depression, anxiety, like, like everything around you, like you can't enjoy life. Like, I couldn't go out. No, it just feels good to be here. I just decided that I want to fight for it. Don't get me wrong. Is it hard? Hell yeah, it's hard. I can't really get my rhythm now. Wow. 
This isn't my journey no more. It's a journey that I share with everybody. You know, I found my group. You know, I found my group of people that support me. I'm like very attached to Chicago. Man, I still remember the first day I came here. It took me 45 minutes just to come up here. Now it's nothing to me. People look at me and they're like, Zazie, like, what do we do? Like, little do they know, I'll probably go to the gym and I'll match them any day. I've lost 200 pounds and I got 300 to go, so it's go time for me. I just want to enjoy life. Like, I want to do everything that I couldn't do when I was 700 pounds. I already gave the world the worst of me, so now it's like, I got to give the world the best of me. This guy Maynard, this Nike guy, he's pursuing something. Sometimes it takes an external situation to reveal what's going on internally, right? Man, he, he had a weight problem. The guy was over 700 pounds, but his external situation made him realize what was going on on the inside. He was saying, man, I realized I was struggling with depression and anxiety. I felt like I couldn't even go out. I couldn't enjoy anything in my life. It took this physical situation for him to realize this external situation, what was going on inside. And the same thing with this woman in the story. She had a physical disease and she had tried everything, but she was desperate enough to make a change. He was desperate enough to make a change. Many of us, we have things that distract us. We don't think about what's going on inside. I mean, what do I need or what, what do I need to improve? But the truth is we know, we've got to know that we're broken inside. If you take a minute and you think about it, if you're honest, you can say, man, I, I'm not maybe who I want to be. Maybe, you know what I do sometimes? I, I keep messing up. Maybe it's a physical ailment. Maybe it's something we listed earlier. But God is looking to do something in your life as well. God wants to do something in your life. God is pursuing you. Are you desperate for it? Will you pursue him? The good news is if you're going through some kind of situation in your life, you're going through some kind of external situation, like you got problems at home, maybe like you and your parents are fighting. Maybe you feel like your parents are never there because they're always working. Maybe you feel like, man, I wish they cared more about me. Or maybe you feel like your teachers are all out to get you. You're like, man, why is this person always against me? Why, why they don't treat any other person in the class like this. They always treat me this way. Like your teacher's out to get you. Maybe it's a situation that you just feel is totally unfair and you totally don't deserve it and you totally shouldn't have to deal with this. Why am I dealing with this? The good news is that you're in good company. Maybe you have to look inward. Maybe God is trying to do something in your life right now. Jesus says, healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I've come not to call those who think they're righteous, but those who know they're sinners. Jesus wants to pursue, uh, Jesus wants to pursue you. He's pursuing you. Are you desperate for it? Are you going to pursue Jesus? And so that's my question for you, man. What are you going to pursue? What you pursue defines you. What you pursue defines you. Man, if somebody was looking at your life, we're gonna ask this in one of the small groups. If somebody was looking at your life, what would they say, what defines you? What would they say if they were looking at you? What you pursue defines you. That Nike kid, he's no longer defined by his weight, right? He's defined by his determination to make a difference. Now that's what he's defined by because he's pursuing change, he's a role model. That woman was no longer defined by her physical condition. Now she was defined by her relationship to Jesus. And for me, man, I told you, right? I was pursuing revenge with this kid. I was like, I don't want to return this money, whatever. My friend's like, you've got to give it back, man. Like, that's going to define you. So I was like, okay, fine. And I gave the money back because I didn't want to be defined by revenge. I didn't want to be defined by stealing from somebody or just trying to get petty like that. And let me tell you, it cost me something because <laughs> he made fun of me in front of all my friends and called me names. And I was like, I just gave you your money back. Like, I, 
I could have just kept it, bro. But anyway, sometimes doing the right thing will cost you something. And that's why that message is inspiring in the video that we watch. But we don't want to pursue the wrong thing. We want to pursue the right thing. Jesus is pursuing you. Are you desperate for it, man? What are you pursuing? So your walkway point tonight is this. We have one of these just about every week. If you kind of forget everything we talked about, this is the one thing I hope that you can remember. I kind of hope it encapsulates everything that we talked about today. The walkway point today is this. Pursue the one who gave everything for you. Pursue the one who gave everything for you. Colin Kaepernick says, man, believe in something even if it costs you everything. I would say pursue the one who gave everything for you. Jesus gave everything for you. He has the power to make a difference in your life, to heal you, to, uh, to redeem you and make you new. Whatever situation you're going through, he wants to help you. And the truth is Jesus isn't just a feel-good pill. It's not just a question that you check off a box. Jesus died on the cross for your sin and for my sin but he's risen from the dead and now he's alive and active in our lives. It's wonderful news, Jesus is the Savior.